When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And welcome into Purple Access, presented by Surly Brewing Company and also our friends at TCL. Enjoy more with a TCL television. It's Zolgad, Declan Goff, executive producer, and uh, my buddy Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune sports columnist, who was in Philadelphia for the debacle on Monday. A week ago, Chipper, everybody was excited. The Vikings had looked great against the Packers. Um, I think we all thought that the Vikings would play a close game. I, I predicted they'd lose, but I thought it would be a very representable game. So as a guy who was there and took in the post-game festivities, what are your thoughts on what you saw a couple nights ago? Um, I'm still trying to figure out how a team can look that different uh, from one week to the next. Uh, I thought they were not prepared. Mm-hmm. They looked very unprepared. The game plan defensively made no sense to me. Um, and we saw the bad cousins return the, the frantic, the chaotic, uh, cousins that we've, I mean, it was just, you said the right word, Judd, it was just a debacle. There was nothing redeeming about it except the punting. Um, Hunter was good though. So he was good. Uh, it was disappointing coming off the way they played and, and, and yes, teams are going to have ebbs and flows or have good games and bad games, but. To be that sloppy and that really, um, they look like they didn't have a plan of what they were, how they're going to uh, deal with hurts or deal with their pressure um, mm-hmm. is disappointing. I don't think there's any other way to say it. Yeah, I thought the interesting thing to me was, and we, we could certainly get to how individuals played and Kirk played. The interesting thing to me, though, is the starting point was they were really poorly coached. They were yeah. like, like, you're right. They didn't have a plan defensively. Um, look, if O'Connell and Kirk is going to work the way that, that we're told, O'Connell has to stop the bleeding when Kirk starts to implode. Uh, he didn't come close to doing that. Like that, that, as much as I've been impressed by Kevin up until that game, that undid a lot until I see it rectified. Well, remember, we've heard so much about him playing with a quiet mind. Yep. That wasn't quiet mind. <laughs> that was. That was Kirk panicking again. And some of the throws, it just felt like he was just throwing it to get rid of it and not really, I mean, the, the decision-making was not good. Obviously, the drops, you know, uh, I think he got frustrated with a lot of things. You know, the, the Irv Smith drop, there was other drops. Um, I thought uh, the Eagles, 
did a really good job after watching the Packers just basically like play the soft coverage that the Vikings did. Mm-hmm. They challenged those receivers. How many? 11 pass breakups, Judd. Yep. 11 pass breakups. And how many do we see on third down where he's trying to get it to Jefferson and either Slay or someone else knocks it, bats it down? Um, it's interesting. I heard uh, before he came on here, I was listening to Kevin O'Connell's press conference, and apparently he sent the first one in where Jefferson's hand got pulled down. Yeah. Which, okay. Um, exactly. One play. I think I think Kirk just got frustrated. Then the pressure came when they fell behind. Didn't have to throw it a lot. They couldn't run the ball. He got panicky and was just trying to get rid of the ball. Um, so if we thought it was going to be a light switch with having a guy he's comfortable with yes. and that he likes and has empowered him, yes. and then all of a sudden it was going to be the bad Kirk wasn't going to show up, well, it doesn't work that way. And to that point, Kirk has warned us. Like, since the spring, Kirk has warned us. This is very difficult. There's a lot going on here. It's not. It's basically not my fault if it goes wrong, and, and it did. Uh, but, I mean, Ke- Kevin O'Connell is being paid very handsomely to solve this problem. And a lot of us said, are you sure? You know, I, I might go in a different direction. And Quasi and Kevin are like, no, 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 we've got this. Um, and so, one, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear the uh, protection broke down at times. And two is, if you told me that you can solve the problem, you have to consistently solve it. Now, that does not mean Kirk won't have off games and he won't have great games. But Monday night, was there was no difference between what we saw from that Kirk and the Zimmer-Cousins combination. That's my issue. And that's, we've seen it too many times, and it's when, like when things are going great and he's playing well, we understand, yes, he he is a very good quarterback, but it's it's those occasions like Monday where kind of all hell breaks loose. Yep. <laughs> and they have to, you know, scramble and maybe the protection's not good and the receivers drop balls and then he gets frantic. And then I mean there were a couple of throws, Judd, where he's just like, What what, what was he doing there? I mean, not even, not even the interceptions. There was one where they yes. they came back on and said, "This is not intentional grounding." We just like the, just threw it as hard as he could to get chipper. <laughs> it was it, and I believe this was in Kirk's first year, if I'm not mistaken, 2018. It was the game in Seattle where he threw a backwards pass. Yes, yeah, yes, because yes. he freaks out. Yeah, yeah, the backwards pass, the <laughs> backwards pass, and yeah. Thielen's basically saying, "I am effing open on the sideline." Yeah, in that game, not well, this time. Let's let's, let's get to Thielen. Um, wasn't much of a factor game one, and they won it, so you can't really say anything. They played well. Correct. Uh, didn't get a target first half uh, Monday, and he wound up with seven targets, I think four catches in, in garbage time, basically. Um, I'd be curious to see. It's two games, so you know we shouldn't completely overreact to it, but I do think, um, and Kevin got asked about this a little bit earlier today, is like you need to get Dalvin more involved early. You got to get Thielen. I mean, how are you going to make this all work? And he said, well, we only had 21 plays, so it's hard to get everybody involved. And, and I understand if you don't convert on third down, you're not going to have a lot of plays. But That's on you. Um, it's, yeah, it's you're funny. You're in charge after, of that. Yeah. And so I think you still want uh, J.J. to be the priority. Mm-hmm. But um, is there an opportunity to get Thielen involved more and, and, and Dalvin too? And everything that goes wrong on offense or right is on you. You are you yeah. call the plays. You set the game plan. Like there's no bailout here. Now defensively, I thought what Donatell did was ridiculous. Um, yeah. And and the first half to, to me it was a tale of two halves. 
The first half, the defense was pathetic defense, yeah. and couldn't do a damn thing and made as far, despite what players said, zero adjustments. The second half was on Kirk, and we saw the. Mm-hmm. But here's so Chipper. Here's my thing too with that game, as a football observer. So like we all we all like it if the Vikings can win because it helps business, it sells papers, it gets subscriptions, blah blah blah. But as a football observer, I love that game because it was what happens to road teams in tough environments: adversity, yeah. drop passes, quarterback has some problems, defense has to has to make adjustments. Um, and I thought it was very telltale that the Vikings almost did nothing to combat the problems. And the Irv Smith drop yeah. is unfortunate, but that's going to happen a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it shouldn't submarine the whole no. night cooperation. And, you know, it's funny, Judd, I, going into that game, I you know, I wasn't sold on Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Um, I wasn't really understanding why everybody was picking the Eagles to be kind of a fashionable team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. They look legit. Now, did, did the way that Donatel defended him make him look better than he is? Because most NFL quarterbacks should be, if you have those kind of wide windows. I couldn't tell if Donatel's soft coverage was because he doesn't trust his corners or because he didn't have an, he didn't think Hurts would pick him apart like that. Maybe it's both. So, so I think you bring up a really interesting point and i it's been talked about by us a bit and i don't know how much it's out there yet but i think it's the fatal flaw here and it's a problem on offense but it's deadly on defense the the vikings are playing a scheme in which you are willing to forfeit the run a bit so so like you you give up yards you're going to it's not going to be the, the old days um but you want to take the top off the opponent so so like the mm-hmm. deep touchdown cannot take place but here's the fatal flaw I think this defense is old and slow. And I don't think you can play what they want to play schematically with an old and slow defense. Well, we say going into the year, the number one concern, I know some people said center guard. I put that number two. To me, secondary was because you're, um, you have some older guys there. You have some guys that are untested. I don't think your depth is very good. Um, your talent's probably not where you want it to be. And so it worked great in the opener when you can harass Rodgers with a bunch of pressure and your noise. But when, when you don't get there and they didn't really – and you have a mobile quarterback where James Hurts can escape, that's a double whammy. And, and so, you know, Patrick Peterson did not play well early on in that game. Right. And, um, you know, Dantzler got pulled. Uh, Harrison Smith has a concussion. And, and he and he did not play well before the concussion. Yeah, he and was Bynum a tough had a game. Yep, I, I think that was Bynum's bust, right? Yeah, not, not that's what I think. Answer. Yeah, because um, yeah, I because I think it's zone it's zone too deep in a shell. Yeah, so, you got to, so I think you he's got to pick that guy up. Yeah, and so, but it, it was still staggering that after that first drive, and it was just like boom, 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 clinical, and just moved down, and and yep. these receivers were wide open. Um, I mean, Judd, there's one time where. DJ Wadham was covering Devontae Smith. Like, come on. That's <laughs> I mean, that, that's that defense. Yes, it leads to some problems. Yeah, that's not going to work. No. Um, and so, but, I, you know, I will say the Eagles have definitely upgraded that receiver. I mean, they got some guys there, and Hurts yeah. is better than I thought. But I, but I do think just the entire way they defended it probably played into making him look better than, than he has. 
I think you are going to have to make some personnel changes and certainly scheme changes before you travel to Miami to play the Dolphins. They will track meet your ass something fierce. Yeah. You can't so do that. Put in there? I mean, what do you do, though? I mean, that, that team has. Uh, I think Hicks. Day, you know? So Kendricks and Hicks, to me, have sl- are slow. Um, Kendricks, God bless him. He he was great. And I think in the right, I think against the right teams, he's still good. Uh, Hicks, to me, probably needs to be replaced. And th- this is where it's, go- it's going to take some guts. With Asamoah. Yeah, yeah, not because Asamoah is going to be perfect. I got to have more speed. And seen potentially, oh. too. I got to have more speed. Yeah, I mean Hicks was, you know, he made play a lot of tackles in the opener. I, yeah, but I, I didn't go back and it's see linebacker. how coverage. Yeah, I mean linebackers are going to make tackles, right? Um, but if you're if you're getting a lot of these teams that have speedy wide receivers, you, you know, you may have to go to uh, a different type of either how you're attacking them or personnel. And, and again, that soft coverage, the the the, the shell. Yes, is that because he doesn't does Donatel not trust his personnel? I think it's partially how that's supposed so so it's the Fangio defense, right? It's Vic I'll Fangio. Over the top, yeah. Yes. So I think it's I think what he's doing is and you're pro- you're probably partially right. But I think what he's doing is he's playing the defense as constituted by the rules. But the problem is basically Philly looked at one game and said, Oh, oh, we can exploit X, Y, and Z. And they did. Yeah. And and you know what, Chipper too? And this is a test of O'Connell. On both sides of the ball, we both know your initial punch often works perfect, right? Yeah. But but these guys then adjust to you. And now the question is how, and and by the way, you should be expecting the adjustments. That's the other tricky thing here. And the fact that the Vikings basically came out and said, oh, we can run this again. I was really disappointed and surprised. Well, and that's the thing we, you know, uh, O'Connell, everything about the operation was a great mystery. Last week, correct. Well, I don't know. They have the total book on you, but they have some chapters and some pages now. They have evidence, and so you know teams are going to. Well, it's just like uh, Philadelphia defensively. I mean, look, they challenged Jefferson. They challenged those receivers. Look, they were up in them. They had pass breakups. They weren't just going to sit back and let Jefferson run free through their zone defense like the Packers did. Right. Um, they said, you know what? We're putting Darius Slay on him. Yep. <laughs> we got a good. We got a good quarter. Um, and you wonder if the Packers won't come back and do that same thing uh, the next time with, you know, with Jair, Jair. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was just, it was um, the overarching thing, judge, just the lack of adjustments and just the, it felt like they felt like they played on their heels the whole time and the Eagles just dictated everything and there was no in-game response to it. I mean, it was just, um, that to me was, the most, you know, I don't know if alarming is the right word, but it's just um, you didn't feel like they ever had any countermeasures to to stop what was happening. Yeah, and defensively, that really surprised me because, yeah. like you, you were you saw the first two quarters provided a blueprint of oh my god, something has to change here. And I'm sorry, but benching Cam Dantzler ain't yeah. the answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll come back and say, well, they didn't, you know. They didn't give up points in the second half, but um, how much was that to Philadelphia? They, I don't know if they had their foot on the gas the whole time. They And because of the way Cousins was playing, they probably felt like he was going to just keep yeah. throwing them the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, and here it, it, this is the thing. 
Now, what's the response, Judd? Right. You know, we've seen one side of it. Now you've seen this. What's going to be the response Sunday um, against the Lions team that that won, but it's still the Lions. You know, um, this is this is that's what this year is about. Seeing how this team responds to Kevin O'Connell, and um, we said this is all, or we didn't say they said this is all a uh, Mike Zimmer thing. Yes. This is all Mike Zimmer's issues. So um, they're going to find out. It's like, is there personnel not? <laughs> the personnel well, part of the reason too, you know? Yep. Well, you can't have – the problem is, again, I don't think there's room with this crew now for Kirk to have that game. Like, Kirk can have off nights, but he can't look that flustered. Otherwise, yeah. what's changed? Because well, like, Kirk had good games with Mike. Like, it's not yeah, like he, it's, he it's, didn't have good yeah, games. Yeah. We don't need Kevin when things are going well. We need Kevin when it's not going well to calm Kirk and, to your words, quiet mind him. Um, if he can't, I guess my question is this with Kirk. What's the point? Well, that's that was the thing about that night is, like, it's one thing to, to have an off game or just a mediocre game or whatever. It's like that looked so panicky. Um. And just a decision. He, basically, he just got to the point where, like, I'm just going to throw it up and see what happens. You know, I mean, some of the decisions, and I didn't see it, but it sounds like Aikman got on him pretty good. Was there a he did? Uh, he missed Jefferson on one side and yeah. came back and checked that it bubble screen. Else. That bubble I screen. Remember, I don't remember into like three guys was was a play on which Jefferson went right and was open. And Troy did a good job. Troy did a really good job of of good and bad breaking down who screwed up. Uh, but yeah, um, Kirk, after the pick, and this was my fear, Chipper, after the pick on which Jefferson owned up to and did not yeah, run default, yeah. the correct route, that's where Kirk sort of lost it. And look, yeah. he's going to throw picks. Like, if you're going to lose it when things go, go wrong, it's pretty damn useless then. Well, you know, especially as like, that one sounds like Jefferson just, he, he says he has to be flatter. Um, yeah. Got across Slay's face. He, he, he went. Yeah, he's got to be in front of him, not behind him. Um, but yeah, it's like okay, one interception on the road, it, like it's going to fall apart because of that. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's like that's where this is why you hired O'Connell, right? To help him out in those situations. I mean, to get him back, you know, uh, on track and and not let um, what happened because by the end of that game, it just felt like. It just felt chaotic, right? Um, yeah. So, and I, I guess that's a good Eagles defense. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not the best defense probably they're going to face, is it? I, no. So, I, 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 you know, yeah, it was. It, I mean, as much as people probably overreacted one way after the Green Bay game, um, this brought things back down to <laughs> right. earth. And and I'm curious to see what the response is going to be. I really want to see what this response is going to be Sunday. Yeah, and I guess I also want to see, because I think uh, Kirk is, is going to come back and in Kirk fashion have a big game against the Lions. What I want to sure. see is the next time on the road things start to go wrong, what does O'Connell do to rein it back in quickly? Because that's really, he he is a very highly paid tutor um to Kirk. And so like when things start to go wrong, what does he do next time? Cuz you can't just have this happen. The, 
This this now, part of it's not acceptable. Well, and you can't have this happen three times a year where right. it's just okay. Well, you can't just afford to have those games. Well, it's interesting that Connell came out and said this is on him, right? That he didn't. I, I would love to know, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. did you are you saying that because you didn't get Kurt back under control because you didn't like the way you called the game? Um, I don't think he's going to cut open a vein and you know tell you connect the dots here, but um, but it wasn't. I mean, it, it was a poorly coached game. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to say it, right? No. What What was your sense uh, post game too? Shell shocked. What What was the feeling you know, post game? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't uh, because of the deadline situation. I wasn't able to to get down to the locker room. But in, in listening to the the, the uh, the interviews, um, I don't think it was shell shocked, and I don't think it was, oh my gosh, panicky or anything. I think, at least for the veterans, I heard they understand it's the second game of the season. So, um, but uh, it probably was a reality check that things went so damn well in that opener against the Packers team, which never happens like that, right? Where it just goes, everything goes your way, right? that they probably started to believe some of the, hey, our culture's different. Everything about this is different. You know, um, everything's great. So that was probably humbling in some regards that like, you know what? Okay, it's not as easy as just saying we changed the culture and we got nice coaches and we're going to, yeah, you got you to gotta play well too. You got to execute. So, um, so I'm sure it was a little bit of a reality check and probably, I can't imagine watching that video with <laughs> what the reaction was when they saw him. Well, and what happens during it? Like, does O'Connell get mad? Does he try to explain? Does he take the blame? I'd be very curious to see what his approach is. You know, he, he mentioned today in his, in his press conference that a number of players came up to him, or I don't remember, he said some players came up and said, you know, we got to play better too. So it's almost like he was saying, you know, this was all my fault. Don't worry. Well, no, it's, it's yes, it is ultimately because you're the head coach, but right. Or Smith, you got to catch that ball. Like, you know, guys, you got to, I mean, Cousins, you can't panic. You know, all these, I mean, it's, so yes, it's coaching, but um, the players have to take some ownership of it too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they played a poor game. And and look, going back to as, as, um, as well as this team, or I, I guess as, um, good as this team looked in camp, Chip. I mean, you know, when they when they made the moves to fire Rick and Mike, I think a lot of us, including us, said, you know, you might want to make some significant changes, and they didn't. So there's also the problem of some of these players are the same guys that played for Mike, and that's not Mike's well, fault. They're just declining players. They're getting and older. And again, let's go back to that secondary. Um, that's where. I think they have a problem there. You know, I mean, I know they drafted scene and we'll see how long it takes him to get in there. Um, Booth. Okay. He's, he's injured. He probably would have been, would he have won the job over Dantzler and been, you know, the guy. No, but he would have replaced him in, in the game Monday. Yeah. I think above that. So, you've been saying it for how long Pat, Pat Peterson didn't really get tested a lot last year because they could go elsewhere. Yep. You know, where's he at? What's his level of play? Um, Bynum, he didn't play a lot last year. I mean, he played, but we didn't, not enough to say, okay, this is the guy. This is who you're, you know. So I, I think they have a real problem back there. And I think um, if they don't get, if 
if they don't get the kind of pressure that they were able to get on Rodgers and disrupt it that way, then – and particularly we've seen how historically they've handled uh, mobile quarterbacks. Um, it, I think it's going to be a recurring theme all season with their secondary. Observation for you on the offensive side of the ball. It looks to me, and it's two games, and his first game statistically actually was fine. It looks to me like Dalvin Cook is slowed down. you agree with that? Um, I don't know if I want to say that. Um, I thought against the Packers, he, particularly that second half, there was a drive where he started getting going and okay, that this one, it just, I I don't know what, you know, obviously they fell behind. So he had to kind of abandon that, but, um, I don't know if he's lost a slap step or slowed down. Um, it just hasn't, it's just not there. It wasn't there, and I, I don't know if that's him, the line, the scheme, the what, you know. Um, O'Connell talked about trying to get him in a rhythm earlier, you know. Lather him up. But it's one of these things, Judd, like, okay, you're trying to get Jefferson in a rhythm. You're trying to get the ball to him. Right. And now now I'm sure they're thinking, okay, let's get out, uh, Adam Thielen involved a little bit earlier, you know. And so it's it's – we've said this. It's the first time head coach who's a play caller – trying to figure this out, you know, and it's going to, I think it's going to be disjointed um, sometimes. Yeah. On cook. It's not that he's bad now. Um, I feel like, and, and look, he's what 27 or so. Um, yeah. So the difference that I see is, is this, and it's not surprising. He used to have that gear where he would put his foot in, in the ground and be gone. Yeah. I feel like that part of it so far is gone. So like he still gets decent runs at times, uh, he, he can still push a pile. He certainly can get you a chunk of 10 to 15 yards. But there used to be, was it his rookie year at U.S. Bank Stadium, and it might have been a preseason game, where he put his foot in the ground and cut through just a small opening, yeah. and that guy was gone. That's where I feel like that's just, that's not there now. Yeah, it's something, that, something I'll pay attention to. It, it yeah. hasn't jumped out to me that way. Um, you know, like game one, I just thought, Hey, the passing game in Jefferson and, you know, Cousins is great flow there. And this one, that just felt was a, you know, disaster from the start. Yeah. Like nothing worked. Um, so, but I, it's something I'll, I'll pay attention to more because it hasn't jumped out to me that way. Expectation Sunday, Detroit one and one. They can score yeah. points uh, defensively. They struggle. So I, I do expect that the Vikings can score points. What's your expectation for a bounce back in this one? I, I think it, I think there will be. I think being at home will help the defense, um, help their pass rush. I, I got to imagine, you know, I, I agree with you. I think Kirk will probably bounce back and play well. Um, they just, you know, it's puzzling though, Judd. I mean, because it was so bad mm-hmm. the other the other night. That's what's puzzling. Is like, is this was it because it's the road? Was it because something the Eagles did? Are the Eagles that good? Um, I, I, the whole thing. If they would have it, put it this way, if they would have gone there and played a, a tough game, close game, lost a close game, and I think I'd feel a little bit differently, or maybe even better about. But the to just completely lay an egg on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that's that's where I'm having pause. Like, what what the hell was that? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and and the Packers game, you know, to go back to that game, offensively, both tackles are out. Um, they, they basically yeah. Yeah. are wide wide receiver less as far as the quarterback is concerned. Rodgers can't run now and doesn't run. So, like, what the Packers didn't have and what Packers do, 
sort of fit in perfectly to what the Vikings are trying to do here. And it's like Philly was the polar opposite, right? Like everything that they did gave the Vikings problems. I was just, I was really disappointed with the word that you you use because I think it's accurate. Seeming unprepared really surprised me. Yeah. Uh, Unprepared and just unwilling to, uh, the adjustments there. I just didn't, you know, you just didn't see him. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than, uh, you know, I assume they had the same type of pregame, you know, workups and practice and study, film study and all that. So I'm, I'm confused by, I was really confused, confused by the defense approach. Judge. I mean, that one, and then uh, O'Connell's inability to kind of get Cousins back to center when things started right. to go haywire um, was troubling, I guess. Exactly. All right, sir. Talk to you next week for more Purple All Access right, Chip Scoggins. Take care. We'll see you. Bye.